0: of that in the palm of his hands um, we've looked at the fact that God is able to provide for us God is able to deliver us God is able God is able God is able um, um, he's able to touch that part of us that is hidden from everybody else or that you know the part that hurts us the most he's able to touch that he's able to revive he's able to restore we looked last week at the fact that just A dead man touching the bones, the dead bones of Elijah. He was brought back to life. I mean, hold on. Is it just me? Or sometimes when you hear, um, when you read the accounts, because I I don't think they're not stories. But when you read the accounts of things that happened in the Bible, do you sometimes think that is so far fetched? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) you do. I was saying to, I was like, these things are so far fetched. But that's because we're thinking of them in our natural minds. So, you know, when you hear us speaking about things that happened in the Bible, or when you hear somebody else speaking about things that happened in the Bible, you know, things that happened a long ago and it's been recounted in the Bible, don't think that we're loonies. We're not. It is just that because we're natural, we can't see that way. Um. Yeah, so God's able to bring things back to life that has been dead. He is our all-sufficient one. He's able to provide. He's able to keep us. Sometimes I think we forget about the, the fact that God keeps us, you know? But he's able to keep us. So we've looked at all of that. But today, um, I kind of want to go a bit further than that. Um, and I want us to see... So, I, I'm not giving you homework, but it's kind of homework. Has your teacher ever told you that in school? It's not really homework, but yeah, you're expected to kind of do it. <laughs> or mommy has asked you to do something and you're like, she said it in such a way that it doesn't sound as if she's asked, but you know if you don't do it. It's like, didn't I ask you to do that? Not really. She's like, well, I expected you to do it when I said it. <laughs> parents are like somebody needs to get that done but somebody does nothing (laughs) yeah right so I really want as a church for us to read not this morning to read Ephesians 1 chapters 1 and chapters 2 so that you would really be able to understand where I'm going with the second part of this you'd be able to understand it on its own but I really want for you to read chapters 1 and chapters 2 at some point this week, preferably. Because um, a lot of what is in Ephesians 3.20 is as a result of what Paul has said in chapters 1 and 2. Okay, um, He's talked about the fact that we've been adopted into the family of God. Paul talked about the fact that we are now joint heirs with Christ. We've been redeemed by the blood, sealed by the spirit, who is our guarantee. He's the guarantee of our inheritance. Paul talks about the fact that we are alive in Christ. We've been raised up together and he's made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, who is our cornerstone there are some fundamental truths that we need to grasp from chapters 1 and chapters 2, okay? And then early in chapter 3, Paul talks about the fact, he talks about the mystery of our salvation revealed by the Holy Spirit, okay? So I want us to start at verse 14, Um, in the New King James Version of chapter 3. It says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height of his love. He says he wishes and he prays that we'd be able to understand the vastness of God's love for us. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And verse 20 says, Now... To him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Can we read that from the Amplified Version, please? Now, to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. Verse 21, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Can you say amen? Amen. See, now to him, that now, I used to think that now was talking about time. See, I thought now was talking about now, not yesterday or today. But the now that is used here is actually used as a conjunction to link all the things that Paul talked about in chapters one and two and the early part of chapter three to what comes next. So all the things that we've been speaking about previously, that Pastor Jeff has been speaking about previously, God is able. um, Paul says that as a result of that, you see, the dictionary says that the now that is used here, according to the dictionary, this is as, it's a consequence of the fact of what happened before. So, because of the fact that Christ has made us joint is with him, because of the fact that we've been adopted into the family of God because of the fact that we've been redeemed by the blood of Christ, because of the fact that we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance in Christ, because of that, no. No. Do you see where that goes? It's not... Left on its own now to him be no, it is because of all of that. So, you have to understand w- all of what Paul was talking about before. He says, Now to the one that is able to do all that, that's where verse 21 comes in. To him be glory in the church. Do you get that? He says, Now because of all of that, to the one that is able to do so we've looked at god is able to do but i want us to look at how he does it i was having a conversation with somebody and um, they were saying about this verse that it's just it is using it is used to is like people use it just for you know it's like oh it's too many adjectives in it and but it's when you look at the fact that Jesus has done all of that. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. God, did, like I was reading this again and I felt like Paul was actually struggling for words to describe. Because don't forget, when Paul wrote Ephesians, do you remember we looked at the, the movie Paul. When Paul was writing to the Ephesians, then he was actually under house arrest. Do you remember when he was in that like little dungeon thing down? Paul was not like freely walking around. So Paul knows what God did for him. All through that, he was shipwrecked, he was this, he was that. When Paul, Paul knows. So he's like, because God's taken me from all of that. He's there and he's like struggling to find the words to say, because listen, it says, to the one who is able to do, but he's not just able to do, he is able to do it exceedingly abundantly. He's a, he is like, like he's a, he could like just surpass your imagination in the way that he can do things. But he wouldn't just surpass your imagination. So he would take your imagination and the best that you can do, but he would go above and beyond that. He would go above and beyond. So it's like... kerwin has got a job every day at home, right? His job is to basically make sure that the kitchen is... Because I'm not just going to give you one job to just empty the dishwasher or pack the dishwasher. I, you know, it started that way. But then I realized you could do a bit more. But what blesses my heart and makes me feel like, oh, my gosh, is when I go outside and he tells me he's done the kitchen. And it's like he's done. (laughs) He's done the kitchen, right? And he didn't just do the kitchen. It's been done to my standard. Because come on, mums, you know what I'm like. You know what you like to. You ask them to do a job or you said clean your room. And they're like, oh, I'm done. And you're like, is it to my standard or your standard? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but he's not just done it to his standard. He's done it to my standard. But then instead of just stopping there, he's gone and he's like, clean the dining room too oh, I hear the vacuum cleaner running and I'm like, yes, this is it. That's what God, he didn't just meet our expectations. He went even to the furthest part of our imagination and then he went above and beyond that. That God works in superlatives, but Paul couldn't even find the superlatives to actually say what God does and how he does what he does. So he does it, he does it, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think the amplified version says to the one who is able to do a ab- but super abundantly it's almost as if they think if they add super in front of abundantly it would kind of we'll get it infinitely beyond our prayers our greatest prayers hopes or dreams See, I think of it this way. There's no way any one of us would have been able to have come up with, say, the plan for salvation, could we? There's no way we would be able to do it. But since the beginning of time, God already made preparations for that and it was the perfect plan. You see, the Old Testament did it one way. But Jesus was able to do it another way once and for all. See, our natural minds cannot comprehend the workings of God. Sure, like sometimes you've been in situations and you're like trying to figure out how you're going to get out of those situations. And then you're at the end of the situation and you look back and you're like, how did that happen? Isaiah 64, and I'm going to read this. Yeah, Isaiah 64, verse 1 to 4. It says, All oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, To make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. This is what I want you to look at, verse 3. When you did awesome things for which we did not look. So he's always doing things. He's always doing awesome things. But we don't look and we don't see them. But as it stands, God can do more in your life, He could do more in your finances, God could do more in your children's life, He could do more in your children children's life in by however many generations, because it doesn't doesn't stop with you. He can do so much more than we think in every area of our lives. And like I said before, even if you stretch your mind to the furthest part of your imagination, God can do more than that. And then he could still do more than that. Because he is God. But here Paul is saying to us that no matter what, no matter how much we think about anything, no matter how much we think about everything, God goes above and beyond that. See, God's not limited by our imagination. He's not limited by our understanding. What seems impossible to us is possible with God. It's not just. And, and, and sometimes I think about that statement, and it's not. It's not. It's just possible with God. It's almost as if, oh, well. There are some things I can't do, so Romeo would do that. Do you know what I mean? That's not what it is. The possibility of what God can do knows no boundaries. So it's not, oh, what's impossible with man is possible with God. Yes, but that's where the English language actually fails us, I think. Because we could never, ever be able to understand what God can do. Right. See... God is omnipotent. So, God is not just powerful. He is power. He has, he holds power. It's not just, oh, he doesn't have some power to do anything. God has power, yes, but he is. He is omnipotent, all powerful. All power belongs to him. All power belongs to him. Right? So this is where I kind of want to start talking, like really, because I think now that we've established how God can work, and I want us to start looking at this now. Because (laughs) sometimes I think that we come to God only about the big things in our lives because we're at like this crossroad is like if we don't we're at the end of ourselves basically so we come to God then because God listen you've got to do something otherwise (sighs) I don't I don't see a way out and I don't know listen you've got to come through for me because this is just too much and that's good because we recognise that actually we need God but then sometimes even in that and I'm, I'm going to be sometimes you just like you wonder you come and you're like God I need you to do this you've got to do this but you wonder would he do it? Would he do it? Of course he can. He's God. Of course he could do it. He is God. He can do it, but he just, it's not just that he can, but he can do it. He is able to do it exceedingly abundantly. See, whether or not God does it speaks of his sovereignty. Now, and I don't want us to get caught up in that because whether or not God does something speaks about his will. It has nothing to do with whether or not he's able to do it. God being able to do something, of course he can. Whether or not he does it, that's about his will that's for another time. But you see, I think we wonder whether or not he will do it or whether or not he could do it is because we don't exercise our faith. We don't exercise our faith in the smaller things. So we've not trusted him with the little things in our lives. We've not trusted him with the things that we can do. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. So I go to work every day, I get paid. I can drive my kids to school, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. In the everyday mundane things in our lives, have we trusted God to do those things? even though we think that we can do them. We haven't seen that he could do the little things far greater than our expectation. So when it comes to the big things, we've given them to him, but partially we're still holding them because guess what? We don't know if he will do it. See, sometimes it's not that we question God's power in the little things, but we all know what we're like. Every one of us know that we actually like having control of certain things. And those are the little things. The little things, well, I've got control over it. At least I've still got control over this. Those everyday little things that pop up. We hold on to them, and not just the things that pop up. I'm talking about in our everyday life. I'm talking about the little things, the right? I'm just driving to the shop. Do you give God that? Do we give God those little things? Do we give God the, right, I'm just going to walk to school to take the children to school? Do we give God that? 'Cause we this is something that we could do on our own, isn't it? That's sometimes how we think. Because these are things that we could handle. So a little situation popped up with Indy this week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. As they're trying to wrap my brain, trying to figure out what to do, how to get this sorted out. Cause as a mother, it's what I do. I want to fix things for my kids fathers do the same you want to fix things you want to make sure that your family is okay and I wanted to fix this for Indy oh and I sat and I was like I was almost on the verge of tears because I couldn't figure out how to you know I was like why am I hold on right this is all the while I was preparing this message while I was preparing this message I am there like racking my brain like how, how, how and I'm like Romeo what do we do (laughs) I'm trying to figure out the best way that I know how to deal with this and I remember I was like I was lying on the bed and I was like sighing you know when you're thinking of things right and you're there and you're like Twisting, you're rolling from one side to the next, and you're like what am I doing? Honestly, that was me. I was like sighing and carrying on and And then God said to me, So how are you gonna speak to people about this if you're not even doing it? I was so convicted. Because I want to fix it. She's my child. How am I not giving this to somebody else to fix? I'm not giving this to somebody else to fix. That's how sometimes we are. Because I can do this. In my mind, it's in my power to do this. It's in my power to fix this. So I'm going to fix it. I'm going to sit here and think about this until I get the answer. And do you know what? Potentially... I could have fixed it. I could have done this in the best way I know how. But you see, when I gave that to God, even though I could have fixed it, when I gave it to God, you see, God's best is far greater than my best. His best is far greater than my best. But his best isn't necessarily the way I see best. You see, we were always saying, oh, God's got everything in his hands and he sees the end from the beginning. He wasn't just seeing that little situation with Indy. He was seeing how that little situation with Indy impacted on other people. He was seeing how that little situation with Indy could have drawn other people to him. He was seeing how that little situation, if handled correctly today, could impact her 20 years down the road. We can't see that. We can't see that. So this is where we know God works in superlatives. This is where we know that actually my imagination was about the here and now. But God's working takes everything into consideration because my good sometimes it just ain't good enough sometimes it just isn't good enough so this is where we need to give God every little thing honestly you're going on the school run God I'm going to take the children to school today so I'm giving this to you. You have no idea who God is going to put in your way while you're doing the school run. You have no idea what kind of conversations you need to have with your coworker in the corridor. You have no idea... What God's saving you from because you put your day in his hands. You're traveling all the way to London tomorrow. Because you've put that in God's hands, he's taken you a different route that has saved your life. See, our natural minds cannot see the supernatural. So when we have faith to give God and this actually is it takes faith. Cuz believe me, there are things I'm not like, I could do it right now. Cuz you know sometimes when you pray you have to wait on God, right? You know when you pray you have to wait on God for the answer. Mm-hmm. But if I do it right now, I don't have to wait. Do I? <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm just taking it and do it. It takes faith to give to God the little things. And it is a doing, giving God those little things that we can see him working on our behalf abundantly, exceedingly abundantly that stretches our faith, that exercises our faith, that helps to strengthen our faith so when we have the big things, we could be like, well, God, there you go. And we don't have to wonder if he will do it or if he could do it. Because we know we serve a God who can, who is able to do it exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that we could even think. See, God's not a man. Neither is he superman. Sometimes it's easy to think that God, you know, he's like Superman, comes flying in on a cape, save us and bish, bash, bosh, done. (laughs) No, he's not Superman. He is God. And we cannot use our natural laws and our natural ways of thinking and doing things to think about how God does things. And that's that's, that's where I think sometimes we go wrong. Because we're using our natural... So, you know, Romeo, he's good. He loves using a drill at the moment. (laughs) So anybody got anything to do, call Romeo. (laughs) You know, and there are days I'm like, oh, thank you. But sometimes... We behave as if God is a little bit better than man. So, I can't do this. The next person who is slightly better than me can't do it. And the next person I know who can do it slightly better than that person can't do it. Oh, God might be able to. but there is no God might be able to. God is able to. So I want to challenge us to not just say, God, I put you first in everything, but I want to challenge us to really put God first in everything and see him do So we wouldn't be quoting scriptures and saying, oh, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all and just let it roll off our tongues and we don't believe it. See, I think that there's a knowing that comes from the faith where your faith has been exercised so you don't just read it and know it here but you also know it here because when you know it here and here nobody could take that from you so god's ways would always be far above our ways god's thoughts would never be our thoughts however when you know it here and here, you don't go wondering if God can. When you've got your big prayers, the, you know the kind of prayers that somebody said, those are the prayers that actually scare you? They don't scare you because you're like, can he? No scare you because you're like yeah I want to see you work God because we need to have a confidence that when we pray God hears us and we're not just saying that when we pray God hears us again when we pray God hears us whether he does it That talks about his sovereignty, not whether or not he can do it, okay? Because he can do it. Now, don't get me wrong. God cannot do anything that is against his nature. So he can't lie. He will never sin. He cannot do anything against his nature. That's the only thing God can't do. But God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask. And Paul says, now to the one who is able to exceed our expectations. So, you know, when you've got um, math, the, I'm sure there are some mathematicians in here. They were like, you've got one to the end number. Yeah. yeah? So one is you. Nth is your imagination. God goes further than that. He goes further than that. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it says, trust in the Lord... With all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways. It didn't say in some of your ways. So I have a friend. And I remember a few years ago we were chatting. And she was having a little bit of a difficulty at the time. It wasn't anything big. And I said, did you pray about it? And she said to me, oh, it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. And that's what she said. It's almost as if we think that A, God doesn't have the time. You know, he's got bigger things to do. The Bible says to come to him and trust him in all of your ways. All of your ways. It didn't say some. All means everything. He didn't say to trust him with this and trust him with that. You can trust him with the big things. And you can trust him when it comes to the kids. And you can trust him when it comes to finding you a job. But while you're in that job, it's all right for you to do it on your own. No, he didn't say that. He said in all of your ways, acknowledge him. But not just acknowledge him it says once you acknowledge him in all of your ways he'll direct your path you see there are things there are always conditions when it comes to certain things you want me to direct your path then you've got to trust me in all of your ways not just some not that all it means even the little things you know when you get a splinter in your hand you ever try getting a splint out of your hand and you just keep like it's the only thing left for you to do is to, like cut the hand open and actually take it out. <laughs> well, even before you started trying to do anything, you could have been like God. We've all got that one story where we're like looking for the key and you can't find the key and you just like stop and you're like, Lord, show me where the keys are. That ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. The little things. The little things. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways see Him work. In all of your ways. Yeah. First, yeah, I know you, you get it. That's good. You see, this kid's getting it. It's a boy, isn't it? Yeah. Oscar. Oscar, that's it. First Peter five seven tells us to cast. Your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. You ever seen somebody go fishing? I think I'm turning into Pastor Jeff this morning talking about fishing. But you ever seen somebody go fishing and they like gently put, they've got their, what do you call that? Your rod. Yeah, that's it. Couldn't remember that. Right. You've got your rod, you've got your old done your bait and your. Do you ever see them just like barely? I would love to see Pastor Jeff just barely do this. Casting, you, you get your thing and you got that right. <laughs> you cast. Casting conjures up this image of just throwing everything in abandonment. Cast your cares on the Lord. Put everything on him. It's not going to overwhelm him. Listen. Listen. If every one of us in here, I remember I went to Tesco last year and they'd given me, <laughs> they'd give, you know, those little um, green, the lanyards that they have with the, the sunflower yad, lanyards. Uh, sunflower or daisy? One of them. Okay. One of those lanyards. They, I'd gotten one of those. And I went up to this guy to ask for help because I needed some help. And he said to me, if you, cause he had an attitude that like he really didn't want to help me. And I said, so why do you give, why, what about these? He's like, so if everybody that we gave one of those to turned up into the supermarket, do you know what that's going to be like? See, even if all of us turn up to God at the same time, telling him, blah, 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 this is how we probably would sound to us. <laughs> Guess what? That's not going to overwhelm God. We might be overwhelmed by it especially those of us who have children and all of them are talking to us at the same time and the husband and the wife everybody's like fine for your attention we might get overwhelmed by it but God's not natural so he wouldn't get overwhelmed by our problems he would not get overwhelmed by any of that because he's God he does not see things how we see them he does not need to focus and be like Vicky is talking to me right now i can't hear you i can't hear you, you t- god does not need to do that god is all powerful he is all present he's the he is omnipotent he is omniscient he is omnipresent no matter what we have going on. But don't forget, the Bible never told us to only come to God when we've got problems. Because as we looked at, he said in Proverbs, it says, in all of your ways. So even when you think you're going right and the good things are happening, even those things, you give them to God because your way might be good, but his way is best. We are serving a great, big, wonderful God who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask, think or imagine, even in our wildest prayers. Now to him be glory in the church forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Was that good? Was that good for you? Did you get anything this morning? Now I'm challenging you. To let this not be the end of it i'm challenging you and myself because like we, we've already seen that you know i'm like oh yeah god this is good this is good and then i end up you know grabbing it back myself but i'm challenging us today to allow god to work with the little things